You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 13th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com coming to you today on a Wednesday as we get set for tonight's game against the LA Clippers. I'll have a complete preview of that game Coming up in just a moment, I'll also talk a little bit about the task that's in front of the point guards and how they've succeeded and struggled through these injuries with an update, of course, on the injuries from practice on Tuesday. Got some good news, I think, or I think it's good news. We'll find out if it's good news on Wednesday uh, on the uh, injury front as the Magic are trying to get back healthy, trying to finally have some healthy bodies uh, and uh, get themselves uh uh, so an important win because as I'll talk about at the end of the show, December, the rest of this month, December is a crucial month for the Orlando Magic with many, many games that I think are either winnable games or separator games, games that will separate the Magic from the teams that they're going to be fighting with to make the playoffs. And and as I've said on several occasions, as I've said um, in many different ways, the way the rest of this month goes will determine the way the rest of the Magic season goes, whether the Magic can make a playoff push or whether they should, you know, pack it in, and or not pack it in, but whether it's going to be just kind of playing things out to the end of the string, and that's going to be the frustrating part, I know, for a lot of Magic fans, especially after the way the team started, but that seems to be the reality the team is in. But let's start off by talking about the LA Clippers. The LA Clippers have not had the typical year for the Clippers, or at least recently. Of course, they lost Chris Paul over the summer, And this team, like the Magic, has disappointed and failed to live up to even the modest expectations that they've had. The Clippers uh, on the season, I'm pulling up their record right now, so excuse me a little bit, are about the same as the Magic. They are 10-15 and on the year. The Magic are 11-17. They've got a negative net rating. Their defense is abysmal. Their offense is mediocre, a little bit better than the Magic's. Both their defense a little worse than the Magic's at 108.0 defensive rating. Their offense a little bit better than the Magic's at 105.8. But this is a team that's dealt with a lot of injuries. Blake Griffin is out still. Milos Teodosic has been back for all of two or three games, I think. Patrick Beverly is out with an injury, likely for the season. Danilo Gallinari has missed a ton of time for this Clippers team. And so LA has struggled to kind of find their identity in this post-Chris Paul world, and their record has suffered for it. This is a team that... Uh, that had some playoff aspirations, but of course it was all dependent on their stars being healthy and that hasn't happened. And like the Magic, their season derailed when they lost both their point guards to injury. Of course, getting Tadosic back uh, right now is a good sign. The good news for the Clippers is they are on a little bit of a win streak. They've won their last two games, including a really gutsy win, gritty win over the Toronto Raptors on Monday. It was a game that was very low scoring. LA had to really grind things out, find a way to score points, find a way to win, and at the end of the game, in a tight game, they made great defensive plays. I thought DeAndre, I watched the end of the game, DeAndre Jordan made some great tip outs, some big rebounds, keep possessions alive, and Taya Dosich is a wizard in the half court. I mean, I, 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 I and many, you know, hardcore NBA fans have been waiting for Milos Taya Dosich to make his way to the NBA. If you've watched Euro League, if you've watched Eurobasket at all over the last five years, you have heard of Taya Dosic. He is just a, a, a great point guard. Not the, not the most athletic guy defensively. He's he, You know, you can beat him, you can break him down. But offensively, he is very, very skilled and a guy that will give any team a ton of problems. And of course, 
LA's got some, still got some good shooters. They've got Lou Williams, who is obviously a spark plug off the bench. They've got Danilo Gallinari back from injury. He can put up points in a hurry. Montrez Harrell will play with a ton of energy. He's someone that you have to try and contain on the glass. And of course, that's not where the Magic are strongest. This is a team, uh, you know, kind of like what I said earlier and what I'll talk about later. This is a game of apparent equals in the standings. Now, obviously, the Clippers aren't in the Eastern Conference, but the Magic have to find a way to win these kind of games. These type of games are what separates them from, you know, from the other other teams that they're fighting with. These are the games that kind of, you know, if, if it, let, let, I mean, let's say if everyone in that 8 through 12 range is virtually the same, how you do against each other matters a lot more, and especially coming off a loss to the woeful Atlanta Hawks. No offense, Atlanta, you deserve to win that game, but... Coming off a loss to the Hawks, the Magic have to find a way to get themselves back on their feet. Now, of course, that of course isn't easy with the way with the injuries the Magic have faced themselves. While the Clippers are coming out of their injuries and playing a little bit better because of it, the Magic too are trying to get themselves out of injuries. DJ Augustin had a thigh contusion. He played through it Saturday. He sat out practice Monday. He was back in practice Tuesday. He seems good to go. Nikola Vucevic also sat out practice Monday. Never got a clear reason why. But he's good to go. He practiced Tuesday. He should be fine and ready to go. Um, as I noted yesterday, uh, the Magic actually did call up Jamel Artis and Adrian Payne to practice on Tuesday. They had a full practice. The two, two the two G League guys got to got to work with the team. Would not surprise me if both Artis and Payne are back with the Magic tomorrow. Just as a little reward, get to play, get you know again, get them through shoot around, potentially leave them on the roster and and see what they can do. Um, but. They played a game against the the Windy City Bulls, uh, a buzzer-beating win, uh, thanks to Rodney Purvis, uh, a Magic training camp invitee and Magic option player with the Lakeland Magic. I'm still not sure what that means, but it means something. Um, and then, of course, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon it, did not practice with the team on Tuesday, but he did go through the non-contact shooting drills or the non-contact basketball drills uh, that are part of the concussion protocol. He, uh, you know... Vogel said after practice that they'll reevaluate him after shoot-around on Wednesday. If he clears that hurdle, if he cleared the hurdle of doing the doing the non-contact shooting drills, that means he'll be cleared for contact drills. Um, if he can get through that without any concussion symptoms, he could be available to play Wednesday. We won't know until closer to tip-off, so if you're playing Daily Fantasy, and I'll talk about that in a little bit too, but if you're playing Daily Fantasy, maybe hold off on Aaron Gordon just for a little while. It's going to be uh, or at least wait until around 5, 15, 5.30 when we talk to Vogel. I'm sure the Magic will know by then whether Gordon will be able to play, but Gordon's got to get the final okay from doctors. He's got to be completely clear of concussion symptoms. He seems to believe that he is, or he, he's, you know, he seems to be very aware of what a concussion symptom is. He's had a lot of concussions in his life, apparently. Uh, and so the Magic might be coming back full here too. Now, Jonathan Isaac still out. Uh, he did not practice with the team Tuesday. It's It appears he's still listed as out. And Evan Fournier, of course, is out as well. So the Magic are not going to be the skeleton crew that they were the last game, uh, obviously. obviously. So uh, Orlando does seem to be making some progress in that sense or making some steps forward. But... Obviously, they got to worry about themselves. Like I've said for several weeks now, the opponent is difficult. There are challenges with each opponent. Nikola Vucevic isn't going to drop a triple double on DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I, let's 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 face it. 
He did it against Tyler Cavanaugh and Miles Plumley. Doing that against DeAndre Jordan is a little bit trickier. So the Magic are going to need some other guys to step up, and that's obviously been a big key for the team in this recent stretch and something that we'll keep a close eye on as the Magic take on the LA Clippers. Once again, the Orlando Magic take on the LA Clippers at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. We'll have complete coverage of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device so that we can chat about that game tomorrow. And of course, uh, if you're getting ready for that game, like I said, you know, maybe don't take Nikola Vucevic. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he's going up against DeAndre Jordan. Maybe hold off on Aaron Gordon because you don't know if he's actually going to play. Uh, and, and and you know, he, he's obviously got a tough matchup there too. Uh, so, you know, maybe don't play the Magic so much in your daily fantasy games. But it is another Wednesday. It is another busy day in the NBA. And so, of course, I have I can't go a week without mentioning our good pals with Draft. It is the best fantasy basketball, the best daily fantasy basketball experience I've ever had. You need to try Draft. It's daily fantasy, but not like the other guys. This isn't like those those sites with the weird salary cap structure and you got to figure things out. No, this is simple. This is a draft, just like your full season fantasy leagues. It is a live snake draft with other people. You're not going up against a faceless whore trying to find values and say, oh, no one's going to play this guy. This guy is cheap. I'll buy him and 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 20 other 20,000 other people have that guy. No. You're in a league with a daily fantasy league with five other people and that player is yours. You take LeBron James, no one else gets to have him. You get him. And you have to build your team to beat everyone else to win cold hard cash. It's a draft that lasts for just one night and there's no management. You just set your lineup and you forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last minute injuries for you. And the best part, you play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in a real life snake draft just like you play with your friends in a season long league. Come and join me on draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code LOMAGIC. That's right. Play a real money game. That's real money. You got to put some money in. You get some money out if you win. Play a real money game for free just for you. Well, not the first game. The first game is free. You know, that's, a, that, that's how, it, how it works. You play, but you, but eventually you'll play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LOMAGIC on your first deposit on draft. Join draft now. It is, like I said, it is my favorite fan, daily fantasy experience that I've had. I, I definitely enjoy playing it, and I will see you in the draft room. So, like, like I said, the, the 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 story with the Orlando Magic right now is undoubtedly the injuries, and and it, it's really ripped the team apart. I mean, you know, the Magic essentially had to call up their two G League guys, their two two way contracts, just to have enough bodies to run a practice right now. I mean, uh, Monday, you know, I wasn't at practice Monday, but Monday, by all accounts, the practice was a lot of individual drills, a lot of non contact drills, a little bit maybe of an easier day, uh, but. A lot of that was by necessity because there just weren't enough guys to run a, a full practice. So the Magic then have have struggled with this. I mean, I, I don't think there's any way around it. Against Denver, they really struggled offensively. It was a poor offensive game. Against Atlanta, even at the beginning of the game, 
it was a huge struggle to get the team going and get get the offense moving. And once it did, the Magic did get it going downhill, but it, it wasn't easy for everyone. I mean, I think I think we could all agree. Alfred Payton, eleven points. I think he had three assists, five for nine shooting. Did not have a good game on Saturday, and then even on on Friday, an even worse game. Eleven points on I think it was three for eleven shooting with six assists. It, 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 it was not easy. And especially because so many guys are out, provided that they're not trying to do too much, you know, to, to, to make up for the lost guys. It, 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 I think with the injuries, it really falls on the point guards to manage things a little bit better, to manage the way the team plays and to make sure everyone's in the, not only in the right spot, but make sure that the team keeps humming along. And obviously, there's a lot of different combinations out there, lineups that you don't normally see, and that puts the onus, that puts the onus on the point guards to make sure everything still works. Well, the point guard and the coach just got to, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you're running offense that you know, makes sense for the personnel you have on the floor. You know what I mean? And, uh, Gonna run the same type of, of, uh, of plays for Wesley Wonder that we're running for Evan Fournier. You know, and if we have less scoring at the wings, we're gonna play three boots more. So, you know, it's just uh, just being intelligent with the play calling. And of course, that's great philosophically, but actually making it happen on the court is another matter. Now, he's absolutely right. You know, you're, you've got a little bit of a downgrade in talent, so you're not going to be able to spot Wesley Awundu on on those pin downs and screens that Evan Fournier does. That's not Wesley Awundu's game. Uh, in the same way, I had some people suggest, you know, the Magic should just run all of Evan Fournier's plays for Aaron Gordon. Well, Aaron Gordon is a good cutter, but not like Evan Fournier is, or in a different way than Evan Fournier is. Aaron Gordon's great at cutting to the basket. He's not necessarily great at cutting around screens to set himself up for a shot and then shooting off a pin down. That's not Aaron Gordon's game at all. So you can't just plug and play players in. And that's all part of the formula and and, and kind of a, a puzzle that a point guard has to solve. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the point guard position on this podcast. I mean, I think Alfred Payton has been a frustrating player for a lot of people this season, and obviously he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer, and so his future with the team is a little bit up in the air. Having said all that, though, at the same time, Alfred Payton, is, Alfred Payton DJ Augustin, Shelvin Mack are the three guys they are going to have to orchestrate this team and get them through this stretch of games, sometimes out on the floor together. We've seen a three-point guard lineup actually on the floor together, this season already. So, I mean, I guess the question then is, as a point guard, what do you do differently? What do you try to do to make sure everyone feels comfortable? And not only does everyone feel comfortable, what do you do? What do you have to do differently, maybe, to make sure the offense hums along smoothly? Just try to do his best. We, got, we had a lot of funky lineups. Um, guys playing with guys they haven't really played with, but uh, you know, just trying, just trying to play hard. Try to play for your teammate, uh, make plays for them, and those things kind of work themselves out. Frank Vogel on Saturday was clearly trying to find something that worked. I mean, I think Peyton never really found that rhythm in that first game Saturday or that that odd game Saturday with all the strange lineups out there. Shelvin Mack did. Shelvin Mack had nine assists in the game and, and was clearly a guy that, that needed to be on the floor at the end of the game. So too did DJ Augustin, who did a lot of really good things, I thought, at the end of that game as well. 
So, in some senses then, the point guard is trying to be the metronome. But at the same time, the point guard's got to keep everyone involved and manage the game. And honestly, if if you want to draw that conclusion about Alfred Payton, you certainly can that Payton struggled to kind of keep the machine humming, even though so many pieces were missing. And that is an intangible role that the point guard has, is putting guys in the right spot, sometimes passing them open to make sure that the offense keeps moving. It's obviously much more difficult without some key players, without a lot of key players. And the Magic did as bang up a job as they could once they got their once they got their rhythm down. In fact, at times it felt like they were forcing things too much to the guys they knew were going to work. And that that game was always doomed to fail in in the crunch time. But this is the role of a point guard. That is on the point guard to do. The point guard has to get everyone in the right spot. Has to know where everyone is supposed to be. When a player who is playing out of position is not in the right spot, it's the point guard's job to get them in the right spot. To correct those mistakes and to keep the ball moving. That's something the Magic struggled with in these last two games. And that'll be something that the Magic will have to watch out for and improve upon if they're going to be without Aaron Gordon once again on Wednesday. And that's because these games are very important. The Magic do not have the time to lose here if they're going to accomplish what they hope to accomplish. And yeah, the injuries are a convenient excuse in a lot of ways. Um, you know, there's nothing you can do about the injuries. I mean, I think, you know, sprained ankles to me are random. Uh, you know, you, you, everyone's asking, oh, why why isn't Jonathan Isaac back or, or or something like that? And it's, yeah, it's it's been a long time for Isaac, but injuries are random. They heal when they heal. And when the guy's out, there's not much you can do. And so as Orlando gets through the stretch, we are watching the playoffs slip away a little bit. Uh, entering, entering Wednesday's games, after Tuesday's games, the Orlando Magic are three and a half games out of the final playoff spot. 12th in the Eastern Conference at 11 and 17. The Detroit Pistons, Philadelphia 76ers, Washington Wizards, and New York Knicks are tied for 6th at 14 and 13. As is usually the case this time of year, we have not seen everyone separate themselves quite yet. Everyone is still in the game. A win streak here, say the Magic win for their next six. That's not That doesn't seem impossible, does it? Let's say the Magic win for their next six, get to 15 and 17. That puts them right in the race. That puts them right back in the conversation. Right now, it's looking like 500 will get you in the playoffs. And so the Magic do have to focus and do everything they can to get back to 500. And despite the injuries, that opportunity still remains. The rest of December features a very manageable schedule. Outside of Portland, I don't even know if Portland, but we'll get to them. Outside of two games against Detroit, every single game is against a team the Magic are going to be directly competing against for a playoff spot. Or standings-wise, would be fighting with for a playoff spot. It starts Wednesday against the LA Clippers. At 10-15, and 15, they have a record that's actually worse than the Magic. Uh, a little bit better. It's better on percentage points. Four, a 4,000 win percentage. 
Magic are 39.3. Essentially, the Clippers by record again, and really by net rating, because the, the, the Magic's net rating is slightly worse than the Clippers. This is a team that is equal to Orlando. These are the games you have to find a way to win, and especially considering the Magic have lost 13 of their last 16 games. The Magic need wins. They follow that up Friday against Portland, 13-13. and 13, Another team at 500, which is looking like the mark to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. A team that has given the Magic plenty of fits in the past and gave them fits earlier this year. Again, another game the Magic have to feel like they should win or can win. They take a mini road trip over the weekend. They'll play at Detroit, who is 14 and 13, sitting in eighth place, and at Chicago while on a three-game win. And Detroit's lost seven straight, just like the Magic lost nine straight. So Detroit has started falling back to earth as well. 14 and 13 Detroit Pistons, followed by the 6 and 20 Chicago Bulls. Again, two seemingly winnable games, at least when looking at the record. The rest of the December schedule. Versus New Orleans. New Orleans is 14 and 14. At Washington. Washington is 14 and 13. At Miami. They're 13 and 13. Again versus Detroit. And then again versus Miami to end the month. The next 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 games. The next 9 games to end December. All feel eminently winnable. If the Magic are going to make a playoff push, if the Magic are going to consider themselves a team that will vie for a playoff spot, they need to win the rest of this month. We said this, I said I said this at least, after December 1st. I was telling everyone, with this way the schedule was built, get to December 2nd with your head above water and then see where you're at and start making your move in December. Since that loss to the Golden State Warriors, the Magic are 2-3. and three. Again, injuries have played a huge role. Evan Fournier got hurt against the Hawks in an overtime win. Aaron Gordon got hurt against the Nuggets in a loss. The Magic lost an opportunity to score a win in Atlanta on Saturday. So, as many Magic players have said for the last two weeks, they are playing better. They are starting to play like the team did earlier in the year, and injuries have derailed that just a bit. At the same time, though, Orlando knows, and I I believe Orlando certainly knows this, Orlando knows their opportunity to score those victories, to make that move, is now. And they got to pick up wins against these equal, equal two teams that they're facing. In the next nine games, the Magic almost certainly have to go at least five and four. That wouldn't be ideal, but it would keep them in the conversation. If they go six and three, that would be even better. Going six and three puts you at 17 and 20. That'll keep you in striking distance. And of course, the Magic, having lost 13 of their last 16 games, are not in a position to go out and say, we need to go six and three in this game, in this stretch. No, we could say that because we're sitting here as a podcast and as media members looking ahead. The team needs to be focusing on winning each individual game. They need to these are all these games are big in and of themselves because they're against those again equal two teams. 
And so Orlando has to has to play this and has to go out and win these games. They have to do it themselves. And if they can, if they can, they will be in ver- they'll be in at least decent position to make a run. Because when you look at the beginning of January, things do not look so easy. You start at Brooklyn, who's played much better again. Another equal to team at 11 and 15. They're a game ahead of the Magic. Same number of wins, two fewer games. Then they play Houston and Cleveland at home. Houston's one, probably the best team in the, the second best team in the league right now. Cleveland is Cleveland. Then you go to Dallas, to Milwaukee, to to Washington in a tough three game road trip. You play after after you after January sixth. The Magic will play seven road games in their next ten, including trips to Cleveland and Boston, and then a trip to Indiana and Houston. So you can see why it feels like now with so many home games, the Magic will play. Uh, five of their next seven at home. Or no, sorry, five of their next, they'll play five of these nine at home. This is the opportunity to pick up wins. And so the Magic need to take advantage of the stretch and pick up some wins. Injuries or not, if this team wants to be a playoff team, they will need to be above 500, they'll need to go above 500 in the next nine games and stay in contact in this playoff race until they are ready to make their move. And honestly, going 5-4 and four probably means they are ready to make their move, that that move is coming, as long as they avoid those massive losing streaks, the long losing streaks. There really will not be a difficult part to the schedule quite like what they experienced in November. Not until they make their big road trips, and not until they make their big road trip in early March. And that will not be an easy road trip, because it follow, but it's followed by their longest homestand. And then the race is on to the end. The schedule does not care if you're injured. you got to take advantage of it when you can. And with so many teams, not stellar teams, there are no star teams coming to Orlando or the Magic are not playing any of the marquee teams in the league right now. With none of those teams in the mix right now, Orlando has to beat these equal two teams. That's how you differentiate yourself in the playoff race. And if the Magic are unable to, then we will know what direction the season is headed. The league has not stratified itself yet. At least the Eastern Conference has not yet. You look at the early Eastern Conference standings, Boston, Cleveland, Toronto, they've all zoomed ahead. Milwaukee and Indiana, they feel comfortably above 500. We'll see uh, We'll see if Indiana falls back to earth at some point, but Milwaukee and Indiana feel comfortably above 500. 6 through 12, 6 through 13, where the Magic are at, they're pretty jumbled up. No one's quite separated themselves yet. No one can breathe a sigh of relief. We are in the grinder of the NBA schedule right now. And so every pocket that you can take advantage of, every pocket that you can take to differentiate yourself, you've got to take. And this is that pocket for the magic, as I've said numerous times before. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us, if you haven't subscribed already, on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. Let others know what you think of the show and give us a five-star rating so we can climb the rating rankings 
and get more notice on uh, on the podcastosphere, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called on the podcast channels on iTunes. Uh, so be sure to do that. You can of course follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. That's Philip R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including complete coverage of Wednesday's game against the LA Clippers, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. We'll have a, again, we'll have a complete recap of the game of the game against the Clippers on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, this has been Philip Rossmanreich of Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. I will see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.